Welcome to the Darkened Doorway podcast, your doorway to everything dark, crimey and weird. Hi Darklings and welcome back to the Darkened Doorway. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm so glad to see you. I know, I've had some things. I'm so sorry. We've missed a whole week and um yeah, there's been some yucky things going on, Very but I'm things. here because I need a headspace break. Yes, you so do. Let's do it. So I'm I'm really excited because it is my favorite month. Um, this is the only month that I would steal America's holiday for. Um, as a lot of people know, we're in Australia. This is the only holiday I care about. This is Halloween. It's, it is. We the don't best get it here. It is the no. best. There well, is candy in some tiny places. Yeah, but not really. Like, it's not mm. exactly a um thing here. But, like, it's just so fun. There's candy, there's murder, there's mayhem, all the fun things. I know. So, uh, and we I'm encourage children some... to talk to strangers and take candy off them. The only time. And when I was fantastic. a fantastic, our neighbours used to give us money. Even better. Ooh, that's way better. Way, way better. Yeah, because, yeah, they didn't have candy. Oh. They were, like, in their 90s. So this was, like god 30 years ago or something like that so um you know just random children coming and begging at your door so they used to give us like 20 cent coins (laughs) and stuff which was actually good money back then so you know that's right but let's get into it i'm really excited i have given you some halloweeny goodness this episode i'm gonna try and do some like more spooky, spooky stuff. Uh-huh. That makes no sense. What I just like spooky, moopy stuff. These times, okay. This time, yeah. So I'm just we're just gonna get into it. We okay? are. I'm excited. I am excited. I I really need this. So thank you. Yes, that's okay. So let's get into it. <laughs> so because this is the only holiday that I wish we could steal. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's let's face it, I want to eat junk food and watch horror. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I really need an excuse to do that, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk. <laughs> tonight we're going to talk about a few of the spooky legends. And when I was thinking about this one, I was thinking that um, in the episode where we were talking about how ghostly women are always dressed in white. Yes. <laughs> so I thought I better have a look into this because, like, that's just super interesting to me. But it turns out that that's actually a regular theme in like a load of different places. Really? Um, and there's there's a few variations, but they're all pretty committed to like a woman who's angry or has been spited or is upset about something and just really enjoys creeping out and hurting people, which isn't awesome. But, you know, everyone needs a hobby. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very so, true. No judgment. No, no judgment. So we're going to. No. So we're going to start out with the first one that we can't really go past because most people know it. It's Leonora. Leonora? Leonora? No? No, it's 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 like a Spanish, it's like a Hispanic folklore. I can't say it because I'm terrible at Spanish, but it's L-A-L-L-O-R-N-O-N-A. Okay. La Lorna? I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm going to try. The Weeping Woman. Yeah, I'm just going to call her the Weeping Woman. Okay. And and she's based in Hispanic folklore, mostly from like the North and South Americas, 
Um, and there's quite a lot of variations about this story, but I'll give you kind of the main one. She wears white. So the Please story tell goes, me she wears white. She does. Yes. She wears white. Excellent. She loves a good white Excellent. dress. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if she turned up in something like a polka dot, they might think it's a little too festive. Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, so there's quite a lot of variations. So this story goes back to the colonial era when apparently a wealthy Spanish man had children with one of the indigenous women there. Um, this was back when like Spanish conconcadors and shit were around. I love that word. Um, conconcadors. And, yeah, it's a great conconcadors. I don't even know if um, I'm saying it right, and but it anyway. Said, Do we ever? No, we don't. No, it's not important. No. Sorry. It's our charm. No, it's fine. No. Mm. So some people said her name was Maria, which seems appropriate. And way easier um, to say. And so much easier. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll just call her Maria. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he got her, well, some stories say he got her pregnant. Some don't say anything at all, just that he abandoned her and she found out that he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where the story varies a bit. So some say that she found out he was cheating and that was enough to send her into a violent rage and she immediately drowned their children Oh, and then took her own life due to the grief and guilt about what she'd done. Wow. The other version says that the children were illegitimate and she drowned the children to prevent the man from taking them away from her and giving her children to his actual wife. Right. Right, so, so she thought slight variation. Yeah, but the whole drowning thing of children is, you know, probably not hmm. the best thing to do. I would say, and that's that's kind of a, a one thing they all seem to agree on. Mm-hmm. So the other version of note is where she drowned her children to be with the man that she loved, and when he turned her down, she then drowned herself in the lake. Right, right. So there's always a little bit of conjecture about how the story starts. Okay. Out. Now, the rest of the story goes that after her children were drowned, she took her own life, then she reached the gates of heaven and she wasn't allowed to enter because when she was asked where her children were, she couldn't answer. Right. And she was sent back to earth to wander forever seeking her murdered children. And she's so distraught over it that she can be heard weeping constantly. Right. So, yeah, so it's kind of this story that's been a a scary story parents would tell their children it was said that she would also occasionally steal away wandering children who weren't behaving well (laughs) at night if they were to wander on the edges of the lake and rivers and she could be heard calling to them i mirhos which i'm sure i'm saying wrong (laughs) don't judge me (laughs) and it means oh my children well, so, she was going to grab uh, some yeah, spare ones was... so she could get into heaven. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Get into heaven. That's basically what she does. Oh. So, yeah, so she was meant to be this kind of monster thing that hang out, that hung out on the edges of bodies of water and, and stole away your children. Oh I guess that's one way in summer to get the kids to jump out of the, the river yeah. and come inside for dinner. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my. <laughs> so the next one I really like. Because it was actually the basis for Tim Burton's movie, The Corpse Bride. Okay. So have you seen that one? Yes. Yes, I have. I love The Corpse Bride. I love it. Yeah, she's adorable. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is actually the original story, which is actually a Jewish legend. It's called The Finger. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I knew you were going to find that funny. (laughs) 
The finger <laughs> follows the tale of a young man who the night before his wedding, he goes on a stroll with his best friends. They're under this full moon and they find a shallow grave where they can see a finger. So Revoon, Revoon, why do they keep giving me uh, these names? I can't say them. (laughs) Anyway, the groom to be, (laughs) he's golded into placing his wedding ring upon the finger of the corpse as it protrudes from the earth. And he actually recites the marriage vow three times. Right. Yeah. So they, what they say is you are betrothed to me. And they say this three times. But as soon as he finishes reciting these words, the corpse actually came to life and clawed her way to the surface. And she screamed, my husband, as she gazed upon him. But him and his friends were already running. They were hoofing it away in terror and fear because this chick is screaming my husband and she's meant to, like, she's dead. So they run all the way home and they lock themselves in because they're just terrified. Definitely brown trousering. Was she a freshie? Like, you know, freshly? No. 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 Okay. So not a freshie. Mm. It would have been Mm -mm. hard to determine whether it was a female finger or a male finger. That is some serious peer pressure too, by the way. Like, you know, that's not, you know, go on, have a ciggy. That's like stick your... Mm-mm. no put your ring on that dead body's finger yeah no. and say it three yeah no that's yeah. serious no. peer pressure <laughs> mm. yeah that's like saying beetlejuice three times D- what are you don't thinking do it. don't do it i don't <laughs> or bloody mary don't do that so the next day the morning of the wedding mm-hmm. the bridegroom goes to the mikveh why do i why <laughs> why do it I love your face when you try to say hard words. It's so Um, good. Yeah, it's got that look of like, oh, God. Like she's frightened. It's really funny. Because I don't know what I'm – I didn't do enough homework. (laughs) Anyway, it's a ritual bath. (laughs) So that's a normal part of preparing for the wedding. So he's doing the normal steps and he's hoping that nothing will come of the night before. Mm -hmm. Right. But at the ceremony as – Did he get his ring back though? I don't know. He couldn't have got his ring they back. Didn't, well, it I would have been on the running. So maybe he just like nipped over and grabbed another one. Who knows? Mm, okay. Um, I don't know okay. if you guys can hear it or not, but my my dog is breathing very heavily. <laughs> that's part of the ambiance. Yes, that's you know? it. So yeah. I apologize if you can hear that, but I am not waking her up. <laughs> so. <laughs> So back to the wedding, back to the, mm-hmm. back to the, the finger and, the, and all that fun stuff. So at, the, so at the ceremony, as the rabbi was about to say the vows, the corpse arrives and she's shrieking in this worm eaten shroud and everyone, but the groom and the rabbi just runs out. They're like, we've seen, you know, World War Z. We've seen all of those zombie movies. We are out of here. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to correct you, but they wouldn't have seen them because it was a long time ago before the whole TV, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have seen it. No, (laughs) no, but they would have read the stories, right? Yeah, and time travel could have existed. Who knows? True, true, (laughs) true, true. Anyway, so the (laughs) rabbi is very chill and he inquires of the woman and she tells him what has happened. Because that would be a normal thing to do. Just go, hey, corpse, why are you here? Why are you screaming that this is your husband? Like, you know. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So the groom confirms that he did, in fact, put the ring on her finger and he did say the vows thrice. Thrice. Nice. And he did so before two witnesses in accordance to the Jewish law. So, you know, that was all very confirmed. Mm-hmm. So what happened is the rabbi convened this court <laughs> to decide whether or not the corpse had a hold over him and whether or not the the, the wedding, so to speak, was was a sanctified wedding and there is a word for it i'm not going to say it because i can't say it i'm just i'm done but don't they have to like do the naughty to confirm it like isn't there like a time frame you have to kind of you know get the jiggy on so that you're confirmed who knows if she even had the organs left well how could she speak because that gets all rotty too don't don't judge She had and a diaphragm, like that would have broken. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Are we sorry. diving too deeply? <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. All right, please continue. So the family of the betrothed testified that the true bride and groom had been betrothed properly and not the groom and the corpse. So the groom also testified that it had, he'd, he'd done it in jest. It wasn't a true wedding. But the corpse testified that he is her true husband as she had never been married in life and denied that joy. So at the end of this grueling case, I feel like it would have been on the practice or something if it was done these <laughs> days, just saying. Boston law, you think? <laughs> Judge Judy. Yeah. Oh, I would definitely watch that. Judge Judy, I will watch yeah. that episode yeah. if you if you do mm-hmm. it. Come on. <laughs> at the end of this case, the rabbi declared that while the marriage had taken place, due to Jewish law, the following must be taken into consideration. As he'd been previously betrothed to his actual bride, his second vow could not negate the first. And secondly, it had not been on purpose. And thirdly, that there was no precedent for a living person to marry a corpse. I feel like that should have been number Mm, one, but okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So therefore, their marriage was annulled. And upon hearing this, the corpse bride wailed and she shrieked and she fell into the earth and returned again still and deceased in front of everyone. So then naturally they took the corpse out. (laughs) They took the corpse out and they buried it really, really deeply this time so Mm -hmm. that nothing so tragic could ever take place again and that her parents called upon to give her a proper ceremony and after this the groom and his original bride were married. So that's actually where that tale comes from. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a bit that's... cute. I love that they had to go into a full court thing over it, though. I know. And everyone, like, was chill about it. They all came back into the room to, you know, hear everybody's witness statements. And yeah, yeah. it's all very mm. civilized. It's very civilized. <laughs> when there's a stinky corpse sitting in the room with you, it's just, that's, it's just lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> So when I was researching this, I kind of started to go down a tangent as well. Uh Um, I started to do bride stuff. So that's actually, I've actually written another episode and um, it's all about a bride, like a bunch of bride murders. So yay, looking forward to that. But for this episode, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, we've got one more. Um, I think I've only got one more. No, I haven't. I've got more than one. Sorry. Oh, yay. I'll cut that I'm out. Excited. So, so this story was super close to another tale um, out of the UK. So this is the White Lady 
of Willow Park. So what the so so Willow Park is a park in England near a place called Merseyside. Oh, sorry, Merseyside. It's unsurprisingly got a lot of willow trees. Um, and apparently yep. there's some lovely accommodation there, according to the Googles. Uh, Couldn't see much more than I'm that. I'm not there, quite but... sure I'm going to stay in the accommodation because there's a, you know, a scary, haunty lady there. It's it's not the accommodation. Okay. Ha-ha. All right. All right. Please continue. Just saying there's there's lovely accommodation in the area. Okay, <laughs> Willow Park is like enough. a suburb. So okay, either way, the story goes that this woman had just gotten married and on her wedding night, she was alone with her new groom in the local park when he promptly drowned her in the lake. Oh, and now she wants lovely. it. Oh, that's literally the whole story. But... <laughs> Did like he ever say the reason? Was he actually ever tried for it? No, no. just drown. It's folklore, okay. so who knows? Um, but it's pretty similar to the other corpse bride story, so I thought I'll give it an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. There is another ghost there, though, and apparently it's a three-legged dog oh. that can be seen wandering around looking for its owner. Oh, it makes me sad. No, a bitch I hope that one's really made up because poor Bobba. Oh, poor puppy. But I like the fact yeah. that there might be dog ghosts, you know, because it tells me that they do carry yeah. on afterwards. Because I was well, told. Because I'm going to dog heaven. Yeah, that's right. Well, I was told when I was young that um, mm. dogs don't have souls and they don't go to heaven. So I promptly decided that at that point, oh. I too was not going to believe in this Christian stuff because mm-hmm. it's not heaven without dogs. So they're exactly. wrong. Exactly, They're wrong. Yes. I think the problem with religion is the clergy. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, it's like farting in public. Just don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Fair <laughs> but it's funny. It is. It is. The farting bit. That, yeah. And it is ridiculous, the entire idea. It's like people saying dogs don't have feelings and stuff like that. I'm sorry. Have you mm, ever no given dogs. a snack to three of your dogs and not to another two? Mm-hmm. Or given the feelings more to are one real. than the other? <gasps> yeah. Feelings are real. Mm-hmm. Big emotions. Yeah. Mm, big emotions. Um, but okay. As I said, I'm going down a bit of a bridal white woman rabbit hole at the moment. Um, and I was reading about this other haunting in Yellowstone Park in the USA. So we're skipping mm-hmm. over to another country again. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind wait, of go. Wait. Can we go back to the, the lady who got drowned? What does she do yeah. to people or does she just hang about? She just hangs about. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. She's just an so she doesn't option. Like... Okay. Fair enough. Just hangs fair out. Enough. You know, right. Hey, this yeah. is where right. I drowned. People see her. Yeah. All right. But she wears <laughs> white and that's important. Yes, yes. This is part of the theory of, you know, do they all wear white? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, see, white wedding dress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I wore pink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Mine was pink too. Was it? Mm -hmm. Lovely. It was. Good Mm. taste. Not like, like, you know, bright pink, but just pink. Mine was like a hue of pink. Oh, you were there. You saw it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was lovely. Yes, lovely. Thank you. Um, so Yellowstone Park, where I definitely need to go and see because it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it decides to blow up. Yeah, I'm not down for that. 
No, no. Oh, and also skunks. I really want to meet a skunk. I don't care if they smell. They're adorable. They are adorable. The babies are like, you know. So cute. Feisty cute. So cute. And oh, I, I, I also them. want a raccoon. I want yes. to be with raccoons. I like mm. their little hands. They're like yes. creepy little hands. <laughs> so yeah. cute. Okay, tangents. Yeah. We are on tangents. Sorry, okay. Sorry. And I want to so, give them some fairy floss because they oh God, uh, they wash fairy floss in water and then it disappears and then the big feelings come out. They're like, what the? Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Know. We're getting distracted. Sorry. Okay. So sorry, sorry. back. back. <laughs> okay. Back to, back to the pod. Okay, so this one goes that in 1915 in New York City, there was a shipping company that was doing really well and the owner of the company had a very pretty teenage daughter. She was thought to be quite independent, which wasn't really normal for the time, and she was doing the unheard of and refused an arranged marriage between herself and the son of another pretty rich family and mm-hmm. instead of true Downton Abbey style, though, she she did marry one of the servants, but he was much older. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this guy was not from Downton Abbey and he was a total gold digger. Oh, no. I thought yeah. it was true love. I thought it was a mm. true love story, but no. I'm sure it was on her side, but not, not yeah. him so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Despite his, her family's protest, though, she had really set on this idea and she went ahead with the marriage. So yeah. her dad, he was really, like, keyed in here. He was convinced that this guy was no good and he thought, okay, I just need to come up with a plan to make this guy realise he's not going to get to live off us for the rest of his life. Mm. Yeah. So the family told the couple they would pay for the bride's dowry, which was substantial, but after that they had to leave New York and they were never to return and they would not get any further support from the rest of their lives from their family. <gasps> so they thought if they said this, the servant would go, nah, not worth it, and he'd, he'd be gone. But surprisingly, the daughter and this guy agreed to the deal and they actually went ahead with the marriage. Oh. And they decided to spend their honeymoon at the Old Faithful Inn in room 127. And that is actually, the, the Old Faithful Inn is still there. Ah, she's getting specific with numbers again. Here we go. <laughs> now, this was in the very early 1900s. So it was around mm-hmm. 1903, 1904. And the hotel was super new. It was all fancy and it was kind of the place to be seen. So it was in line with the lifestyle that the girl had always had and what the groom really wanted to become a part of. But unfortunately, as soon as he put a ring on it, he started to prove the girl's family's fears were totally true. He started spending all the dowry at pubs and on gambling and within a month they had burned through that dowry money and were broke again. Wow, a month. Goodness me. Yeah. They didn't even have enough to pay for their, the hotel bill at this point. Oh. And according to the hotel staff, they could hear some seriously loud arguments in their room. Oh, no. So this poor girl is now having serious buyer's regret. <laughs> She's suddenly going, oh, crap, my dad was right. This guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> so she calls daddy and she asks him to bail her out. Right. And dad, well, to dad's credit, he said no. Oh, goodness which i get but i guess it's a different time as well yeah so i probably would be like yeah i'll pay if you two get a divorce yeah but yeah that's me anyway the argument continued and apparently they got more and more violent 
to the point that one night the groom stormed out of the hotel and he just never was seen again. The staff were like, okay, well, that's terrible, but we'll leave it and we'll leave the girl alone for a few days, you know, to help her calm down. Oh, no. Oh, no. But But after a few days, they got concerned and I'm guessing probably a bit curious. Uh So they opened the hotel door to check on her. Room 121, by the way. Now when 127. Oh, damn. Damn. I thought I was specific. Yeah. Close. So close. Mm. (laughs) Now, when they opened the door, the hotel room was trashed. There was bedding and stuff thrown everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the bride was nowhere to be seen in the bedroom at all. Phew. Okay. All right. But so the maids came in to clean up uh-huh. and during the course of this, they opened the bathroom oh, door no! and one of the maids immediately started to scream. Oh no. <laughs> so naturally that brought all the other staff running and the bathtub was full of blood and the bloody decapitated body of the bride. Oh, They searched the whole room and bathroom and her head was nowhere to be seen. Oh no. Gosh, he was serious, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't playing. <laughs> no, no. A lot of work in that. Now, no, yeah. <laughs> this hotel, as I said before, was super swanky at the time. It actually had this crow's nest area where the band used to play music from, which was suspended above the lobby, like a platform, a viewing platform. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except okay. a few days after the bride's body was found, this horrendous oh, smell God. started to come from there. You know where I'm going. <laughs> And when they investigated, you you guessed it, they found her head. So since that time, there has been sightings of a bride walking down the main stairs of the hotel with her head held in her arms, as well as walking across the crow's nest platform, carrying her head and looking down on the lobby below. Now, whether or not it's true, because it's actually a crime Ooh. that was committed long ago on the basis of other stories, is it, it actually isn't supported by any evidence of this murder actually occurring. In fact, okay. I found an article that claims it's all been made up by the night manager that used to work there in the 80s who thought it was a good story to give the some <laughs> mystique. But either way, guys, it is a good story for Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And as I said, there are heaps of white women folklore and ghost stories, but I'm going to have to cut it there because um, I'm going to have to do like another episode related to bride murder because nice. just super freaking interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know why they bother going through the wedding. It, no. But I, I actually really want to hear if anybody has seen a ghost wearing something other than white or black. Yes. Like I, you know, I really want to know. I want to see a, a ghost that wears lovely pink or, you and know, is a, formed a pashmina ghost. with. Like not an orb yeah. of light. Yeah. And I want to see orbs of light. I want to see a fully oh, formed. I, I want to see that yeah. too. A fully formed ghost wearing some kind of outfit. Like they're mm-hmm. going to jazzercise. Yes. Like. <laughs> Gosh, I wonder how many people died in their exercise outfits. <laughs> I feel like we could find one. Maybe oh, that's homework. Because so. well, there was a lot of grapefruit diets at the time and then jazzercising. So, you know, she's oh, Googling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but come on, that's amazing. Yeah, it would be Jazzercise? 
That's an embarrassing way to die. Not if you looked hot. Well, I guess. But isn't it very, like, isn't jazzercise very an 80s thing? So Very 80s thing. You're going to have the 80s wasn't hair. wasn't daddy in the... the 80s. Okay, so far no deaths mm. due to mm. jazzercise. Okay, good. So all okay. you jazzercisers out there, you're safe. You're safe. You should continue to jazzercise <laughs> today. <laughs> have you seen that lady who does the pony one? No, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, so everyone, it's called Prancercise. Oh, and there's an original video of it. If you are listening to this, you need to now immediately go on YouTube and write in Prancercise. Okay, righto. And this woman is fantastic <laughs> and she prances like a horse to get her workout okay. in. Okay. It's amazing. That's excellent. We're very strong on the tangents tonight. Very strong. Anyway, guys, that's our first kind of October Halloween special. Yes. So until next time. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.